Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Slamfire Radio. This is episode 509 for May 31st, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Adriel. I'm another host, Kyle. I'm another host, Mo. And I'm delayed. I'm Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see how I just like I brought us back on the track? Get this train back on the tracks. Let's go. Okay. Professional. Mm-hmm. We got shipments of oil to make. This is one of those NDP trains that's got oil on it for some <laughs> godforsaken <laughs> reason. <laughs> Uh, we gotta make use of all those cars they bought <laughs> <laughs> well like when as soon as uh you know at, for for whatever that strategy was as soon as covid started like the logistics went to hell in a handbasket. so i don't even think they're doing that anymore but uh kyle did you want to start us off with uh what we did in guns this week sure i uh drove up to roswell on saturday and shot their uspsa match nice. and Crystal shot it as well. It uh, went a little well. Went better for both of us. Crystal is getting more confident and comfortable behind the gun. We still got to work out the the grip, and I might uh, put the canic in her hands and see if that will work better for her. But uh, I'm shooting a little bit better, but uh, what, still. What'd you have her shooting before? She's shooting my Zev right now. Yeah. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I I like the gun, but it seems like it really needs a firm grip to to cycle. But once again, like we had a single-handed stage, and once again, it cycled perfectly single-handed. It's just when you get two hands on the gun. Hmm. So dragging the slide with a thumb or something, maybe. Yeah, I'm thinking, and I, I think she said this that she's grip when she's single-handed, she's gripping she's onto gripping that gun like, really hard because she yeah. does she doesn't want it to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But with two hands, she's more confident. It's not going to go anywhere, so she doesn't have as tight of a grip. Makes sense. Hmm. Is so. it for both hands? We can dispose strong hand? Yeah, yeah, single-handed. It just runs flawless for her. Hmm. But. The other thing that I was wondering is if she's using two hands, if she's um, the grip on one side is weaker than the other. Mm, I don't think so. No? Okay. Yeah. It might be. Uh, I mean, that might I, be one, one, one reason why. Yeah, I mean, I've seen lots of bad grips and guns still cycle, so I think it just needs to be overall a, a tighter grip. But like I said, I'm going to try putting the canic in her hand too and see how that works. Maybe that's a little bit more for forgiving on the grip. Hmm. But uh, I got a. I'm still working on getting out of the three gun mindset for USPSA because I'm I'm taking a few too many mics and not respecting certain targets quite enough. But, uh, like yeah. part, like partials or distance or, uh, this time it was, it was distance. And then there was one close one that had the, it was kind of like a tuxedo mm. just had the size sides that were, uh, hardcover. Mm. And I just, just that 
0.2 of a second longer, give it a little bit more respect, and it would have been in because it was only a quarter inch into the black mm-hmm. for that one. But uh, yeah, I had two weird malfunctions on the classifier where it my SCI actually stove piped. So thinking it might be time to actually replace the recoil spring on that. Probably order up a pack of recoil springs from Atlas or something and start playing around with different weights. Uh, you know, it's you should probably just sell that thing. Buy once, cry once. You should buy something that's just more expensive and, and better. <laughs> <laughs> no? Uh, well, I'd love to, but I've already spent five grand on the pistol. How much more do I need to spend? <laughs> what's, what's, your, what's your capacity when you're shooting? Uh, in my 140s, I got 20 rounds. Okay. Do you find... Uh, are you comfortable now not not knowing you ha- not having to do all the reloads and stuff or do you feel like you're like kind of getting ready to reload like after you know eight nine shots uh it depends on the stage uh it is nice not doing so many reloads but even on some of the stages it's probably the same amount of reloads as you would have done okay mm. uh, no on the one you would have had a standing reload so yeah okay. it's it's typical. I mean, I'm used to it down in this in the States. Uh, I fumbled one reload at the start of the day on Saturday, but the rest of my reloads are, are still there. So it's not like I'm losing the reloads hmm. and, and whatnot. But uh, but yeah, so I just still got to clean up my shooting. Uh, I was able to take uh, two division stage wins, and then I ended up taking second and limited by half a percent. So, nice. so, yeah, it was a nice level one match. So it was a little extra encouraging to, to have a decent placing at like a little local match. But, uh, yeah, and then this coming weekend, well, well, I ordered the upper handguard and a charging handle for my AR. So once those come in, I should be able to get my AR finished and built and get out training with that. Airsoft? Yes, my Airsoft rifle, 15. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah. And then this weekend, I'm trying to decide what I'm going to do because there's a steel challenge back up in Roswell this weekend. Or I was kind of thinking of taking the weekend and actually getting some training in. Nice. I'm in debate because I do feel like match is like the best training, but just spending some dedicated time on the range would be good as well. Yeah. Just keep shooting matches. That's your training. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dry fire. Nah, matches. Well, <laughs> All matches. I, I got to start dry firing bad. too, for sure. But, uh, that's it for me. Uh, Mo, how about you? Uh, since I wasn't on uh, last week, I guess I have two weekends worth. So I'm trying to go back in time. Uh, so uh, the weekend prior, I went to an IPSEC match that's about an hour from my house, Saint Jacques Le Menu, Saint Jack the Minor, and uh, it was the first outdoor one of the year. So it was nice to shoot uh, an IPSEC match outside for the first time. Uh, and they only do one match a year, so it's kind of like a, just a one match, and they're done for the season. Uh, it, it went okay. I mean, I didn't shoot that well, but it was it was still fun. 
And then uh, right after that, I hustled, I hustled home uh, to put away the pistol, get my rimfire stuff, because we were leaving. There was a group of us that was going to uh, Catskill, New York, for the uh, Sheepdog Warrior uh, rimfire match. And it, that, uh, yeah, so we drove on the Saturday evening. It was about four-ish hours, four and a half. And uh, we camped overnight, and then the match was Sunday. And I think there was what it turned out to be 55, 55 shooters, and we had a contingent of 12 Canadians there. So that was pretty cool. And, um, and it was a lot of fun. And it was the first, the previous match I did, I did terrible. And this was the first time I think I actually made some gains. So cool. Yeah, my I uh, things that were improvements. I just I felt more steadier. Like the wobble, the wobble zone was a, a lot less wobbly, and uh, so. But I still struggled with with target acquisition. So that's I, I keep working on that. And but I did. I was making more of an effort to two things. I was making more of an effort to get my head off this. Uh, you know, get my head up off the scope, find the target, and then go back. Um, and then the other thing I was trying not to get frustrated because I usually get frustrated when I can't find something and then I waste time just doing that. So it's something I keep working on. I think with, with more match experience, it'll get better and better, but I was just happy with the ac- The accuracy was, was definitely better. Um, and it was a lot, it was a lot of fun. It was just a lot of fun. Um, good. And then this past weekend uh, on the Friday was the, was our local uh, uh, at the Montreal range was the last uh, local match of the season, Ipsic match. And uh, I went there. I wasn't able to leave work early, but I helped. I went to for, for a few hours for the build, and then we had the match uh, after that, or the Friday squad, any, Friday squads anyways. And uh, I did I did pretty well. I was, uh, I was pretty happy. And uh, for the um my ipsic version of what i'm working on is and similar to what kyle was saying is is being more patient on on the the follow-up shot because i know the misses are always or most likely on the follow-ups so i found myself a little bit more not taking too much time but just a little bit more patient and and the and had a lot less mics and the result was definitely better so i was pretty yeah i was pretty happy about that and um so yeah, I'm trying to keep like you know the the pace up with all the non-shooting parts of the match, and uh, and then you know obviously slowing down on that on that follow-up shot, um, and then uh, after that I I went back uh, for home for a visit and um, I went to the Galt uh, Sportsman Club and I did a little rimfire practice uh, there because I brought my rifle with me. And uh, again, I was a uh, thing I was working on was uh, like the follow through. So t- I was making sure that after I pulled the trigger, that I'm giving it that millisecond to actually see where where my bullet's going. So that's, I was working on that, and I was working on panning around, like safely, anyways, but panning around, just trying to looking for objects and stuff to practice. And uh, that's it. I uh, I also signed up for. Uh, a couple of sick matches, uh, one in Cornwall that's uh, this weekend, and then Stittsville, which is the the weekend after that. And I'm I mean, I'm eyeing the um, uh, the Maple Seed 
on July 8th in Cornwall, but not 100% yet. I'm trying to get, uh, Gabriel was going to come too, but I don't think he can make it. So I'll see if I'm going to come. Oh, come on. I'm there. Yeah, I know. Well, he. Uh, he He's you already a, waffling, Kelly. Don't give you me have a no, friend no there. Oh, no waffle. <laughs> yeah, no, no waffle. Oh my gosh, uh, it's I, your home club. Yes, you're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> but I still need. A, I need somebody want to lend me a good twenty-two to use. You can use mine. What's wrong with your voodoo? No, no I can't, can't, can't use, use that. It weighs. It weighs fifty pounds. Standing. It's like, <laughs> you've done it. Oh, he's pulling your leg. <laughs> I gotta pull you, a ligament if I uh, try to hold that. You can use mine. Hi, Gabriel. Hi, Gabriel. Oh. <laughs> Gabriel says you can take mine. All right. All right. There Thank you, you. What do you mean you can take mine? You're coming, right, Gabriel? <laughs> this is like live peer pressure. I like. It. I know. We've done that before. That's We've what we do. Guns online. Well, mm-hmm. other people are. Oh, fine. Yeah. So, uh, okay. yeah, I, I will probably do it, but I'm like nervous about it because I don't want to do terrible again. So that's one. You of won't do things. terrible. You'll be fine. Uh, I'll buy you dinner afterwards as well. So come on. Uh, Dairy Queen. Um, can I use one of my support <laughs> bags? I have like no. a bunch of them. I can no. <laughs> my Armageddon OG. Can I? I can be no. steady with pump, pump pillow. Pump pillow. Yeah. No way. Really? Okay, pump pillow. I'm in. <laughs> I'll come behind you and stab your pump pillow. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Whoops, sorry. <laughs> the poor pump pillow. Um, I think that's it for me. How about you, Adriel? Well, I got up to quite actually quite a bit. Uh, so uh, last week it was Wednesday, Thursday night. I did that fun shoot thing uh, with my youngest. This was his first competition. Yeah. Great time. He had a great time. The people there were like super welcoming. He was the only junior on the line and uh, they made sure he had a great time. So he had a lot of fun. He shot pretty, uh, pretty confidently. And uh, other than uh, a couple of uh, super jams on the 22, he had one round. And I think it was, I, I, I'm pretty sure it was federal auto match that, uh, that caused this, but he had one where like struck it and then it didn't run. He, he racked it and now he's got a double feed drop it out tried striking that one a couple of more times didn't work so i had to do the dad move and uh, and pull a knife on uh, on on the stage and get that round out of there so he could keep going um but after that it was fine <laughs> after that it was totally fine so uh that was good i decided so um they said uh rimfire or pistol pistol caliber so i'm like oh um okay well i guess i'll get my youngest to do a rimfire 22 rifle because uh that's probably going to be the easiest to run. And I think, well, I brought the high point, but uh, once I saw the stage, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to need to do a lot of uh, uh, manual reloading of these magazines, uh, magazine uh, as I go along. So I'm not going to do that. So I used my uh, my shadow and just decided to get some reps in uh, pistol shooting, which uh, which is nice. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so it was great. Great time. Uh, they've, they're doing a, a steel challenge this week. I'm going to go. I'm gonna you go should go. That'd be fun. Yeah. You should go. Uh, I don't think I'm that good at steel challenge. I think uh, the safety on my shadow is kind of hard to hit, but I guess if it's decocked, then I'll just go DA for that first trip. Yeah, I'll do that. That's the correct way to do steel challenge is decocked on a DASD yep. gun. So I'm, I'm going to do that. 
I've got the real thin like side safety on it. So it's nothing. There's nothing to grab onto. So it's kind of hard to hit under uh, under duress. Uh, so that was Thursday. And then Sunday, I hit the range with uh, the high point again. And uh, a new rifle. I'll show it next week. But this was a uh, uh, Kodiak Defense WK-181. This is the 760 by 39.9 one that takes AK mags. A couple nice things on it. Couple nice things on it. Uh, the forend, like the uh, the forend, is nice and soft. It's uh, they've they've changed how they do the M lock cuts on it. The side charging on it, I think, was really good. I think it's a it's a, a vast improvement over the charging handles that either don't tighten or fall off <laughs> or snap <laughs> that they had on their Gen One, Two, and Three of their Gen One uh, WKs. So I think the side charger, huge improvement, absolutely huge improvement. Um, the, I, I was wondering if I should clean it beforehand as I decided not to, I took it out. I got one shot in and, uh, and that's all. Oops. And, uh, that round got stuck in the chamber because the chamber was kind of crusty and it didn't want to come out and I didn't bring a rod cause I'm a dummy and, uh, it wouldn't have helped anyways because it, what it really needed, it was a, a scrub and some oil. So. Uh, I gave it that and uh, maybe I'll get it out again this weekend. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I was shooting that high point. No, a couple things I did to that high point. I put a big bad scope on top of it. I put a big bad break on the front of it. Got it out to the range, started shooting. Uh, accuracy was awful. Uh, like <laughs> what? Something, what? Something, uh, I, I don't believe just, it. Just, just, oh, wait, just, wait, just wait. Um, and, uh, this thing was spitting some stuff out the side. This brake was spitting stuff out the side. Unburnt uh, powder? Or nope. A little no. brassy kind of stuff. Coppery kind of stuff. Um, so I think I was getting baffle strikes, uh, on my brake with the nine mil. So I think the nine millimeter, um, either, uh, the <laughs> high quality MRA brake is not concentric. Or the high point muzzle thread is not quite concentric. One of those two is out of alignment. The high quality high point muzzle thread? <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, the high points, you know, let's say it's 300 bucks. This is 100 bucks just for the brake. Um, so I pulled, I pulled the brake off. I didn't have a wrench. I'm like, oh, my God, how do I take this off with other wrench? And I was thinking, <laughs> sometimes, like, I could be the dumbest. Yeah, you just you stick a screwdriver through there and you just you, you stick a screwdriver through the ba- uh, baffle and pull it off. Pulled it off. All of a sudden, oh my God, well now like it's hitting in a totally different spot and it's like it's kind of accurate. Like it's it's hitting the same spot. It's not throwing the odd one like a mile high and like just all over the place. So after I got that done, five to eight MOA, five to eight, I would say. I can mm. show you guys some pictures, I guess. Just kind of pull some up, but uh better like actually look like a group but uh still not that good still not that good still still pretty uh here we go take a look at uh take a look at that there so this is the target i was shooting at and i was also shooting that target unbeknownst to me uh because <laughs> <laughs> it was sending a couple off the, to the side so like this the central group here is like what one two let's call it like three moa with a couple going pretty far out. And I saw those, those rounds hit because it's a slow, there's not much recoil. I can, I can watch the rounds hit through the scope. 
And the ones that hit over here, I was like, oh, what the fuck? Because I was hitting right the center, squeeze the trigger, and I'd get around like way over here. And I, I saw the shot. So uh, when that happens, generally, it's I, I like I prefer the, to blame the rifle when that kind of stuff happens. And uh, <laughs> that's my story. I'm sticking to it. So, uh, yeah, five to eight, I'm away at 100. Uh, not exactly. That's not accurate enough for a maple seed, I don't think. Five to eight mm. MOA. Like I need four. I need four MOA rifle. Kelly's shaking her head because she's like, Angel's just making excuses why he won't patch with this thing. But uh, yeah, I guess I am. I guess I am. <laughs> um, yeah, so it actually it made, it made for a pretty quick range trip because uh, I had intended on firing 700 rounds out of that WK-181. I got one. And uh, <laughs> the high point, I was getting those baffle strikes. And my red dot, uh, this is not the high point's fault. This is by mount's fault. My 45-degree offset mount was uh, too far out to be remotely zeroed. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you look at the... And, and I, I saw this when I was uh, uh, when I was shooting at the Thursday Night Fun Shoot. When you shoot through the red dot, it was hitting, like, towards the top of the circle. Where, where And you can't move a dot that far. It's just not possible. No. So... Um, I'm going to need a different 45 degree offset mount hmm. and throw Please. that one in the garbage. Uh, so that was Sunday, uh, Monday come around and we had a little provincial election and the UCP got in there. And the, the, the reason why I'm bringing that up is because like, as I am somewhat concerned about, uh, firearms law, I'm glad that, uh, the, the party that won is uh, so vehemently, uh, anti-federal, uh, government when it comes to uh, guns and that kind of thing and they are pro putting people that are uh, you know educated on guns into uh, into positions of power in the government like the CFO so awesome happy about that yep mm-hmm. uh, this Thursday yeah there's steel challenge I think I might do that I think I might do that yeah go do some steel challenge um, this weekend coming up is the national range day do you mm-hmm. guys know it's yeah, also I, the day, I heard about that. Yeah, day against gun violence, but I don't. I don't celebrate that one. I celebrate busy Friday. Day. Yeah, the range day one. I'm busy yeah. Friday. I'm busy Friday. Saturday, I got all the time in the world. Ooh, the range. <laughs> uh, so if you want to see me, I'll be at uh, Sherwood Park running the uh, pistol uh, bay. I believe I'm going to take out. I don't know a bunch of stuff. All my nine mil and twenty two. I bet I'll just take out and. Uh, take that stuff out and have some fun. Uh, the weekend after, back to business. Battle of Alberta, that's the big three-gun match uh, that's done out at Chaz here. That's the weekend after, so uh, I'll be there starting... I don't know if I'm going to go Thursday night or Friday morning. I took Friday off so I could help with the build, but I gotta like haul a trailer out there because I'll be there all weekend. Maybe I'll go Friday. I don't know. We'll find out. Got to go help build some stages, and uh, Jennifer just sent me the stage, sent us the stage, stage books. So I got to take a look and see what kind of build we got going on. But uh, yeah, so I will, um, I'll have a busy week and a busy next week as well. Very busy. Yeah, I'm sad we I missed that one. There's such a prize table at that thing for the number <laughs> of people that are going. Oh, oh, so good. There's like. Guns, there's eye protection, like very fancy eye protections, got just all sorts of stuff, all sorts of stuff. You don't uh, have to feel jealous. You're going to go play with your AR. 
Mm. No, it's not built. It's just yeah, no. <laughs> well, it will be. I could play you with have an AR. AR. I could go pull it down, play with it. Right. Not on camera. Right, right there. <laughs> That's it. Not in the Battle of Berta. No, I can't do that. I'd like to. No, yeah. But I won't. But I won't. Uh, Kelly, what have you been up to? I've been up to quite a bit. So last weekend I was supposed to... We, so one hung out with the Kincaids, and then on Sunday I was supposed to actually go and do the club level ATT. Problem was that it's not this month. It's at the end of next month. So I went, oh, crap. Um, <laughs> so, which was fine. Um, I'm not available at the end of the next month. So, um, yeah, they'll figure it out. Uh, so this past week, what have I done? Um, set up a lot of... Uh, so, Adriel, not Adriel, um, Mo. Yes. You're going to be going to Cornwall. So, we've populated a lot of the Maple Seed event right stuff. All the clubs have their own links right now, or most of them do anyways. So, yeah, those should be going out to the public soon because the clubs have them. However, Stitzville, the ones for Stitzville are going to be released probably this weekend if I can find the time to actually do that. So, Richard Lee's listening. Richard, just send me an email or message about which one you'd like to go to in Stittsville, and I'll put you in. Um, if I release them to the public, do you mean yell at me to send yep. the email out? I will yeah. send okay. you something saying, Adriel, can you release this to the public? Well, a lot um, of these are sold out, eh? Yep. Nova Scotia is sold out. Blue Ridge is sold are. out. Winnipeg's yep. almost there. I'm oversold at Blue Ridge. Mm. Oh, I got Sherwood Park coming up here pretty quick, too. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. So, uh, had our first meeting for the Gunny Girl calendar. I am no longer just a, I don't, not sure anybody really cares or knows. Uh, I'm no longer the lead for the Gunny Girl calendar, and I'm thankful. <laughs> we have somebody that's replacing me, and uh, Macintosh doing a great job. And yeah, the Gunny Girl calendar is going to be fantastic this year. So, yeah, we just closed out the submissions and had a meeting and starting to plan the gunny girl shoots i think we're going to be doing two of them one here in ontario and then one again in alberta again so did you do a succession plan where you're like trying to yeah your successor and yep give a contest like one of those like dating on an island contests no like vote people off the island no i picked somebody <laughs> to succeed me that i feel felt like could do a good job and people somebody was stepping up you could have been doing that with a voting, a fun voting thing on people on an island too. That's true. You know? I vote, I vote you off. I vote you off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So this weekend, what's going to be happening is I too am going to be going to the. I'm going to be going to the Ottawa um, Range Day. So the EOSC with uh, Tracy as well as everybody. We're going to be going up. Uh, I'm going to be traveling up there with Kincaid's on Friday night. Going to hang out with uh, Tracy the Vortex guys at her place in the hot tub, drinking wine, you know, all that stuff on Friday night. And then uh, Saturday, spend the day at EOSC. Um, Bouncy capsules will be there. I'm not sure what I'm doing. I just get usually get told to do something. It's usually on the handgun range, whatever, or on the rifle range. I just go where I'm told. And then I am going to be coming home on Saturday evening. And then I'm going to be going back on Sunday evening, back to Tracy's. And then on Monday, I'm going to be going with Tracy uh, to the Conservative Party's um, hunting and uh, fishing 
caucus discussion and then also the dinner that they're going to be having on Monday night. So I'm super excited about that. Going to go hang out with Pierre Pulliver. And yeah, I got some more stuff happening, but that's about it. You know, a couple of things, one or two. One or three. Mm-hmm. Seven. <laughs> yep. Uh, I guess that's it. Over. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> Excellent. All right, let's get into upcoming events. Uh, if you want to join a Maple Seed, head on over to mapleseedrifleman.com slash events to find events in your area. Uh, while you're at it, sign up for that newsletter. And then once Please. Kelly bugs me, I will send an email out that has all those new events that we we're just talking about. And you'll be the first. Well, not the first to know. You need to be a member, member of the range to be the first to know. Or, Correct. Yeah, yeah. But uh, otherwise, sign up for the newsletter and watch the website. Find a three-gun match at threegun.ca. Uh, National Range Day is coming up. Check your local range for events. Uh, the ORA 100-yard CQC and NSCC pistol is going to be on Saturday, June 3rd. The Precision Sniper Rifle is going to be on June 4th. Find out more on Practice Score or OntarioRifleAssociation.com. New Gun Stuff is brought to you by Bullseye North. Need a new boomstick? Bullseye North is Canada's shooting superstore and a proud supporter of the CCFR with a wide selection of guns and top gear, uh, top, top trending gear for any shooter. Free shipping over $200. Some exclusions apply. It's like, like you can't just go buy like lead and ammo and heavy stuff. That's, you know, costs a lot to send. Hmm. Uh, the thing that they have right now that I have 10 of in my house is uh, they have the 762 by 39 Magpul uh, magazine. Banana mag? Banana mag, I think, is, oh, is what you would call it. Mm-hmm. For uh, $33.99. That's nice. That's good. Someone, yeah, someone added the uh, Marstar non-restricted converted Bren 2 estimated July. This one? Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, I'm going to have one of these. You are? Mm-hmm. 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 Nice. I will have one of those for review. I'll see if we can get it for the calendar again this year. The new one, probably. A Bren? Yeah, we had a Bren in the last calendar. Hmm. They're cool. Wow, from a high point to that. Right? Which do you choose? From the slums to the Sounds like a downgrade to me. (laughs) I think you're going to have a smaller group than eight. Yeah, slightly smaller. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Wow. Uh, oh, thank you, whoever had this. I, Kyle, you. Had, this is you. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> yeah, this is a, that's because this is like so great for three gun. Oh my god. Yeah. Have you checked the prices on this? No. no. Oh, what, what's the damage? Just buy. Just click buy now. This. Okay, for our audio listeners, we are looking yes. at the scope switch. It's uh, it's an add-on that you put on top of the pick rail on the front of your. Uh, modern sporting rifle and it uh it has like a a pulley system that changes the magnification on the scope very quickly so you can go from full to no mag without moving your hands back to to do the lever normally you'd have like a lever on the scope you'd flip that back or forth this is kind of like a pump action really yeah you just slide your hand up and down the forehand and with your c-clamp and Mm -hmm. yeah look at that and it's reasonably priced. Did Very you see? 
Yes, it, yeah, reasonably priced. Yeah. Oh, like, well, that's. I thought it was going to be worse than that. How much? Like six hundred bucks. Six hundred bucks. Six hundred bucks. Wow. I thought it was going to be worse. That's USD? Like a full. Uh, uh, that's probably USD. Uh, Canada is. Mm-hmm, I was going to say. So two thousand here. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Correct. Or a child's yeah. leg. Yeah. So they have the thirty mil. Well, they're sold out of it, and then coming soon the thirty-four mil. Huh. Okay, wait, 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 wait. That's what this I'm. This is a wondering. full scope mount, though. This is a full scope mount. Yeah, a good scope mount is uh, okay. Yeah, one fifty, two hundred yeah, bucks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when true. it's a full scope mount and everything. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. a spur mount is what like four hundred dollars, like four four fifty. It's got a rail on the front, so you can put a red dot. Yeah, like a worn, a worn uh, cantilever is probably I don't know, like two fifty, three hundred. I think. Yeah. And it doesn't have a pump action to make the scope go side yeah, to side. So we take it back. It's reasonably priced. Well, it's still kind of expensive. But. It's still expensive, but it makes sense compared to the rest of the market. Oh, it's so gamer. <laughs> it's so gamer. I love oh, it yeah. so much. Cool. Mm. Yeah, we now, thought we were a gamer with our throw levers. <laughs> what scopes can you use it on? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well... I'd like to see that um, that piece that actually goes onto the scope and see its uh, construction because it would depend on its construction. Installation is not easy and may require gunsmith. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like that. Okay. I like the hashtag too. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, hashtag not for me. fuds. Oh, I like it though. That doesn't look that bad. Uh, so it's a rubber ring. Well, I think getting, it, like, <laughs> getting it zeroed for your throw lever, I think is going to be the part that is fun. I don't know. I think that's going to be fine. It's a, just a pulley system, right? There's just two cables in there that are pulling back and forth on this whole thing. So, and then you stick this. Oh, it's got a couple of Allen keys right there couple of allen bolts that like cinch I'm the sure thing down to your zoom ring i'm sure it's got spacers for different size zoom mm-hmm. rings mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. look at that a couple of allen bolts to cinch it down onto the the magnify ring mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh look and there's the cable right there it's just cinched yeah. right onto it oh yeah, it's, that it's looks, just crimped at the end yeah 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 that's doable that i feel like i could install this yeah hmm if I ran an, uh, an optic for, for three gun, which I don't, but uh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty neat. All right. Why don't we get on to the main topic? Uh, so, for our main topic, we're welcome back to the show, Ian, from the uh, Runkle of the Bailey YouTube channel. Welcome back, Ian. Hey, good to be back. How's everyone That's, doing? <laughs> You're from the Wunkle of the Bailey YouTube. You're also a criminal defense lawyer. That's just something you do on the side, though, right? YouTube's the main gig, <laughs> right? Well, I'm hoping that'll be the case at some point. Uh, my my goal is to uh, get it so that I'm doing YouTube is my main gig, and then uh, law, you know, just run a free law firm. Um, but law YouTube as my uh, paying gig. But we'll see if that ever happens. Um, I'm a ways out from making that a thing. Yeah, yeah. 
Awesome. Well, we're, we're glad to have you on because you are the uh, preeminent expert in, uh, in Canada for this kind of stuff. Uh, one of the things that's, uh, that's been changing, you've been covering it uh, uh, with a couple of videos as well as this uh, C21 changes. Um, I had hoped for timing for, the, for when we did this video uh, and this, uh, this stream to that uh, C21 would have been like done, locked down, and we could just talk about like, okay, we're finally the repercussions of it. But uh, Why would you hope for such a thing? I just want it to be over. <laughs> I just want it to be. I want it to be done. I want it to just like okay. Now what do we do? Because all the uh, uh, all the the guessing as to what's uh, what's going to happen is uh, is painful. It's so painful. I mean, it's painful, but I'm still hoping that they uh, see sense before they, you know, put this thing through. Because uh, uh, it's going to be terrible. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of the changes are going to have tremendous impacts. Um, including notwithstanding the fact that they've said, oh yeah, this isn't going to affect indigenous people. We, uh, you know, we've said that this won't affect indigenous rights. It's totally going to affect indigenous rights. It's not going to affect uh, them because they said it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they specifically said it. <laughs> and then they specifically put in things that are going to, uh, have tremendous impact. So of course, yeah, it's, uh, but sadly, our, <laughs> Yeah, it's like the I declare bankruptcy uh, thing. It's like, yeah. that's not how that works. <laughs> I declare this does not affect indigenous people, <laughs> but it does. <laughs> I declared it. <laughs> Tough luck. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I suspect that they're going to have uh, some serious upset going on when people uh, figure that out. But we'll uh, we'll see. Yeah. Well, why don't we take a look at this thing in the like kind of like a, a process kind of way. Handguns. Uh, C21 got them in it. Are they going to be banned? Yeah. Well, at least transfers. Um, so that transfer or that transfer, um, you know, moratorium becomes permanent. Um, which, you know, anybody who believed that it was just a, like a temporary thing, um, their goal was always to make it permanent. And it's going to be very difficult to ever reverse that because, um, Essentially, it'll need a conservative uh, majority or for the NDP to figure out that, um, you know, maybe they should represent uh, their base because um, a lot of the people the NDP claims is their base are are gun owners. Um, when they say we represent, you know, workers and farmers, well, who do you think owns the guns for the most part? So, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, do they represent the workers and farmers? Like, we just had a provincial they, election here, and they did not do well in rural areas. They they did okay in the cities, but not. They in represent rural areas. their idea of what workers and farmers look like, but when <laughs> yeah. you actually look at it, um, I mean, uh, I I lean fairly left, but I think it's kind of interesting when you actually look at um, the reactions people have had to the UCP winning. Because a lot of the people who talk about how they're, you know, oh, yeah, I'm totally, you know, the uh, voice of the people and voice of the, well, they're out there throwing around terms like redneck and, you know, hick and so forth. And do they not think that the people they're talking about, like, listen to them? Do they not think that they can be heard when they say these things? Because, um, yeah, it's kind of astounding that they... Uh, you know, they'll say, oh, yeah, these are, you know, who we uh, hear, who we're out looking out for. And then they'll speak with that kind of contempt at the same time. 
And it's like, people know what you actually think when you say that kind of thing. So, isn't um, there a, uh, a saying from Blazing Saddles on this? <laughs> the people, the salt of the earth, you know, morons. <laughs> I feel like that's the way that they talk about the people who have been voting in in the wrong way against their self-interest as if they can't figure that out on their own. Well, it's basically the usual idea of um, they they really support a particular idea of, you know, of these people and not the actual people themselves. So it's sort of, we support this like, you know, romanticized notion of who they should be, but we don't actually like the people in question. And that becomes a problem because people will vote. People aren't inclined to vote for somebody who holds them in contempt. And they know that, like they, they can tell. So um, that's kind of the problem we get to. And the provincial, you know, NDP and the federal NDP are basically the same on that. They yeah, they're, um, they are the same party. They, they differ on some stuff. Anyways, well, I, I mean, know. on that point, they're basically identical, and it's it's sad. Um, I think we could do better, but um, is what it is. Yeah. So handguns. Frozen. Raffles? Um, frozen is really the wrong word. It's a, I mean, it's a soft ban. They're, and later they'll turn around and say, oh, well, we're just going to ban them anyway. Um, or they'll pull the ATTs like they did with the... Because I, I got some buddies who have uh, FNFALs and they got grandfathered into them. Okay, you can have them, but you can only take them to the range and back. And then, oh, you need an ATT for that. Oh, actually, we're not going to give you ATTs mm-hmm. for any of this stuff. You can just leave it in your house doing nothing. Well, and um, what you'll probably just see is uh, I suspect that they're going to come back in a few years and say, well, we're just going to ban them. And, you know, you couldn't buy new ones anyway. Um, maybe mm-hmm. they'll wait until uh, the pool of people is sufficiently... Uh, you know, until enough people have lost their guns that there's a pool of gun owners that they can tap and say, well, I couldn't own them anyway, so I don't care if they ban them. <laughs> you know? Or until the next blackface tragedy occurs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he does love to uh, throw us under the bus every time he gets caught doing something embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so what about the rifles? What about, What's happening with rifles? We're banning uh, everything rifles, semi-automatic? We have... Uh, decided on a new definition of, you know, prohibited firearm, which I don't have in front of me, but it's basically everything manufactured after the date in which it comes into force that can is designed for a magazine or designed to go with a magazine that uh, can take more than five rounds. Of course, all of the rifles are designed for the American market where they have much more sensible magazine rules. And therefore, or semi-automatic rifles, rather, is the uh, limit on this one. But uh, they're all designed for the American market. So this will affect basically everything. Um, Yeah, it's... um, This is basically going to ban every semi, um, unless it's somehow specifically designed with Canada in mind. And I don't know why anybody would, because... um, you know, Canada is such a small market comparatively, um, but we'll see. I mean, uh, this is kind of their grand idea of how they want to run things. So, um, uh, 
now's a good time to buy a semi, <laughs> except that they're probably going to turn around and, um, you know, they're going to turn around and then, uh, what do you call it? Uh, OIC ban everything anyway, because they've said that they want to uh, set up a committee to uh, hmm. to decide what else needs to be banned, which is, of course, going to be all the stuff on their OIC list. Um, mm-hmm. cause that's really how they've been operating is where they, uh, um, they really like to tell to... them their policy back to them and be like, well, yeah, these experts said it. We've got David Johnson who, uh, is basically parroting the liberal position. Uh, we've got, I know, and notwithstanding the massive conflict of interest there, he's going to go ahead. Uh, we've got the mass casualty commission who came back with, word for word liberal policy mm-hmm. like hmm that doesn't seem suspicious at all this independent commission is uh coming back with <clears throat> oh right exactly what the liberals are saying like come on um all of this is of course deeply frustrating but what can you do it's uh other than you know complain which i am good at <laughs> <laughs> i make youtube videos about complaining yeah i mean uh it's just kind of depressing what we're what we were looking at right now. So, yeah. Um, uh, magazines? Do they need any legislation? Do they need C twenty one to mess with magazines? Or can they can just OIC those at any time they want to? I suspect we're going to see an OIC to uh, attempt to ban them. So we'll see how that goes. Because um, yeah, they can. I mean, technically, they can ban all sorts of things. And now that they're setting up the precedent of using these things fairly freely. Um, you know, it might be interesting to see how future governments really abuse it because, um, you know, everybody's worried about, um, like, abortion bans. Well, um, I mean, there's nothing that says that they can't, that a prohibited device in the firearm section of the criminal code actually has anything to do with a, uh, with a firearm. So maybe we'll see things like, hey, we're just going to declare, um, you know, any of these medications to be a prohibited device. And, uh, Hmm. You know, we've we're really running away from this notion of um, sort of limits on government towards this vision of a government that can do anything it wants whenever it wants. And that should be really concerning to people. But, um, you know, it's not when it's when it's your party in power. Right. When it's your party doing it all, it's like, oh, that's fine. I mean, I feel like I'm a crazy person because I get in trouble when like when the conservatives do something that is like similarly a power grab, I'll be like, um, this is real concerning and I'll get, um, you know, conservative supporters going, no, you got to support the party. And I'm like, but they're doing a dumb thing, right? We have to oppose (laughs) the dumb things, Mm -hmm. um, whoever does it. But, uh, politics is becoming such a team sport these days that, we're seeing a lot of people who should be concerned about some of this stuff going, nah, nah, it's all good. And, um, that, that concerns me greatly because, um, if, if we don't have a, a political system, that's got some sort of balancing to it. Um, that should put, that puts us all in trouble, right? Mm -hmm. It's just so long as the government at the time happens to like you, you're okay. Well, you can't assume that um, everybody's going to end up with a government that, um, that eventually doesn't like you mm-hmm. or something that you do. Um, 
they're they haven't made any clarification because they haven't actually put in a mag ban yet. But I'm expecting them to just say uh, five rounds for rifles. Period. Long uh, gun, shotguns too. Yep. Uh, yeah. Anything that is uh, non-restricted. Uh, they might even go for handguns, saying five rounds. Now, do you think they're going to? So, one of the things I noticed in that legislation is that they could. The modification is now not so that it takes five rounds. The modification is now so that it can never take more than five rounds. Do you think they're going to force us to cut our Ruger ten twenty two magazines in half and figure out how to do something with the rotary mag? Well, I mean the uh, the Ruger ten twenty two mags are. Uh, I mean, there just isn't a way to adapt them. Um, so those are just, I mean, lots of us have 1022s because they're a great rifle. They're, you know, an incredibly well-selling gun. Um, but, um, you know, what we're going to see is just, uh, I suspect we're just going to see them saying, oh, well, too bad, so sad. Um, those are banned. Um, you can single feed your 1022. Um, or you can get the Butler Creek mags and, uh, and chop them to the five. <laughs> I don't even know the, what it would look like. Well, except that they're going to say you can't import a Butler Creek mag. You can't, you know, like it's just going to be, uh, you know, chaos on all of that. So, um, I've, I've said it before on the show, but I, I hope they do it. I hope they do it to that letter <laughs> because it'll finally make all of these li- uh, rural liberals in some of the other areas of the country finally say, Whoa, I really don't like that. I am actually going to change my vote because that sounds horrible. Because everything else, like, yeah, I don't know, people will just like make do. There's tons of like hunters out there that don't give a crap about everyone else. And they're fine with everyone getting their handguns banned or their semi-automatic rifles get banned and all that kind of stuff until it affects them. So I would love for them. I'm a pure accelerationist. I want them to, to go... Uh, I think the phrase is full retard and uh, and go forward with the, with that mag uh, ban as written. I mean, the thing is, is that they're not actually going to do it. Um, so um, all of the notion that like people will rise up, people will change their votes, people will, you know, take actions. They won't. Um, I don't have a whole lot of confidence in uh, in that um, the people like it's it just doesn't actually end up paying off you know, when you look at it, um, you know, people are fundamentally cowardly on a lot of this stuff. And, um, I don't expect that to change in any real way anytime soon. So I guess that makes me an accelerationist and an optimist. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that, uh, if, uh, if some FUDs out East, uh, have to chop their cooies down, their tubes on their cooies, I hope when they're with when they've got their hacksaw, I hope they're cursing and I hope that they remember what they what they had to do for the for the next election because it feels like the a lot of these uh a lot of these policies are like pretty extreme, right? But uh not extreme enough to change someone's vote. I think that like the mag uh change one could be extreme enough and could affect a wide ranging of people enough to uh, to actually make a change. Well, what you might end up seeing is um what do you call it? Uh, people who uh, uh, indigenous groups getting very upset uh, because mm-hmm. 
ultimately a lot of them are going to be sitting there looking at this going like, um, what do you mean we have to give up these things that we used to hunt, which is going to happen a lot. Uh, what do we mean? What do you mean that, uh, you know, that Joe over there who has been hunting forever has got to lose his hunt, you know, his license now because he had a charge where previously they said, oh, well, we're going to make sure that, you know, that he gets to keep his license because, you know, he's got to do, you know, he's got indigenous hunting rights. Well, this bill is going to take away gun right or, you know, gun access from a lot of those people who previously uh, had had it protected. And hmm. when we look at the history of over-enforcement of laws against Indigenous people in Canada, oh, right, this is going to have a tremendously disproportionate effect for that reason. Um, it's, I mean, he could have just called it the Indigenous People's Disarmament Act, and it would have been an accurate name. Um, but that might be the first time he's ever been honest in his life, so... Um, we're not going to see that. I'm I'm feeling pretty cynical these days, as you can gather. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing that you just recently covered is uh, is airsoft. Uh, what's the? I I remember seeing it early on. I remember people being pissed off about it, and then I saw a video that you just put out. So what's what's the story with airsoft right now? So right now they've taken out the provisions that would have banned just about every airsoft gun in Canada. Um, which is good, but expect them to bring it back or expect them to try to put it back in somehow. So we may see the Senate, uh, you know, the independent senators group, who are, of course, is, you know, not terribly independent. I guess we could say they're as independent as David Johnson um, and vice versa, uh, coming back and saying, well, we recommend that they put that back in because, uh, you know, airsoft is scary. And, I mean, ultimately, the really silly thing about this is that it'll ban things that are designed to look like an exact replica of an existing model of gun. But it won't affect things that just look like it could be a gun, but don't match an existing make and model. So something that looks like a gun, but not like a, you know, what, like a Smith & Wesson whatever, right? Like, it hmm. doesn't match that specific thing. Now... I'm going to go ahead and say that your average like liquor store cashier does not have an encyclopedic knowledge of guns. And so if something gets pointed in their face that is gun shaped and, you know, silver or black or whatever, um, they're going to give up the goods because of course you would, you know, you're not going to be like, Oh yeah, well, sorry, I don't recognize that specific model. So, um, you know, so I'm not uh, upset about this. I'm not afraid. I'm not worried. Um, come back when you've got a specific make and model of handgun. Like, that's just not how anyone thinks. But this is what they're looking to ban is, you know, just that specific element. And um, it's absolutely idiotic. It'll accomplish literally nothing because you'll still be able to accomplish, like, to buy the same thing good enough to rob a liquor store. Um, the main people it'll affect is, you know, the airsoft community, especially because the uh, the things that are sort of licensed to uh, to match a particular existing firearm tend to be of better quality, um, tend to be the sort of uh, things that um, you might want to field if you're actually trying to compete and trying to have fun, um, and less so what you need to, 
you know, to shake down a liquor store. Um, but I mean, there we go. That's our, uh, that's where their policy directions are going. <laughs> I guess they could always like, even if they, if they only ban guns that look like other guns. Um, and then let's say, um, Fisher price goes in, you know, hires one of the Caltech engineers, uh, for a bump of Coke every week or two. And then has them design some some guns for Fisher Price. I hear that is the going going right over at Caltech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I would bet that if any of those guns started coming into country, they would be banned as a variant of something. Oh, sorry, I that mean, either looks like an AK or an AR, and therefore is therefore a variant of it. The thing is, is that those things are already on the market here. Uh, there's already tons of them on the market, so. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they might have a hard time with that, but you know, who knows? That doesn't mean that they won't necessarily try. So we'll just have to see what, uh, what that ends up looking like. But, um, yeah. So, uh, what are, what are the other, um, kind of like bigger items in, in C21 that you're still seeing in there that, uh, that are kind of troubling for you? Uh, one of them is the swatting provision, which there was some attempts to, uh, sort of, crack down on or to remove and they've said no no it's got to stay in there exactly the way it is notwithstanding that uh, a cold polytechnique actually agrees with us on this one um, which is weird like I never expected to be on the same side as a cold polytechnique on literally any point mm-hmm. um, but yeah. they've noted that this provision that allows anyone in Canada to, uh, to ask for a firearm prohibition ex parte against anyone in Canada is uh, potentially a problem. And I mean, we're going to see it abused. I mean, 100% it will be. And um, some of the things that aren't abuses will probably also terrify people. Cause like, um, but I mean, things like some of the people who should be really worried about this are um, uh, soldiers and police because uh the old red flag provisions allowed them to, uh, you know, to be- like to revoke your firearms license or to come in and seize them all. And immediately, um, like the police could do that. And then that immediately would, uh, would revoke your firearms license, but it wouldn't impose a firearm prohibition until after a court proceeding had happened. So after you've got a chance to, uh, to address it yourself and to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, you know, this is my ex there. Um, you know, I've got, I've got a restraining order against them. Uh, they've been convicted of perjury 17 times. Hmm. Like maybe their evidence is no good. Um, but because it'll impose a prohibition instead of just a, a revocation, uh, one of the groups that that affects most, uh, most strongly is military and police because police can still use firearms even if they've had a um, like a revocation so long as they're only doing so in the course of duty and same with you know the military most military members and most police members don't actually have a pal but this will mean basically that somebody can go ex parte uh, which means again you don't have a chance to uh, to respond to it until it's already in effect and kick a cop off the f- streets, like just remove that cop's ability to do their job. So if there's a police officer that you don't like, 
um, somebody could go into court and be like, hey, um, this guy jumped me on the street, you know, knocked me down and kicked my head in, you know, kicked my head a couple of times. And they'd be like, oh, that's real concerning. We better ban this guy from having guns, notwithstanding the fact that you're leaving out some critical details like that you were, you know, evade, like trying to avoid arrest at the time and also holding mm -hmm. a knife. And because the court doesn't actually get, you know, there's no cross-examination on this. There's no, um, you know, there's no checking. They won't be able to check and see if you've got a criminal record or something like that. And they won't be able to check and say, like, hey, is this guy a cop or, like, what's the deal with this guy? They'll just impose the firearm prohibition. So at that point, you're sitting there going, oh, right, well, this, this officer now can't, you know, can't even in the course of duty use a firearm. So um, that's a tremendous abuse. It also works on military members and most effectively on deployed military members because past case law has held that um, that a firearm prohibition has extraterritorial effect, which means that you are committing an offense in Canada if you get a firearm prohibition against you and you go to Vegas and shoot at uh, a range there. Um, Canada has said hmm. you're not allowed to do that, so you're not allowed to do it anywhere on the planet. Um, so what is keep your pics off Instagram? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that is in fact how people get convicted on that is they post pictures to, uh, you know, to Facebook or Instagram or whatever else. And then Canada's like, Hey, we'd like to arrest you. Um, really? It, yep. Uh, wow. there's cases where this has happened. So, um, and then they come back to Canada and they find that there's an arrest warrant and, as it turns out, the airport is really good at detecting that you've got an arrest warrant for you. <laughs> so, um, like, this could this could also be called the let's get police off of our streets bill. Um, because, yeah. But, I mean, I've done on my channel uh, a little segment of still a cop versus not a cop no more. And you've got police officers who've been committed, you know, convicted of or uh, found to have committed, you know, serious crimes who are still police officers. Um, I guess this would be a way to go and bring an application to say, Hey, um, this guy admitted to a sexual assault. Um, he's still allowed guns for some reason. We should ban him from having guns. And then that officer doesn't get to have them anymore. So, um, I guess yeah. there should be some officers who are concerned about this because it might actually mean that, uh, Joe public can now take them off. This can like say, Oh yeah, this guy, uh, I've decided he can't be a cop anymore. What a what an odd avenue of activism. It really mm -hmm. is. Um, I did not, you know, but it's just we've entered into this surreal land where the uh, the law allows for things I never really thought possible. Mm -hmm. um, it's just bizarre. And um, oh yes, on the presumed guilty, even if potentially innocent, it'll be uh, it'll go a step further than that. Because um, you will be forever banned from having a firearm if you've ever had a uh, firearm prohibition order, which includes a um, which includes a bail order. So if you've ever been out on bail and you know on a bail that says that you can't have guns, which is almost all of them, they throw that condition in on like every charge. Um, you will be in a situation where you then can't 
um, can't have guns forever. Because even if you're acquitted, like even if they find that you are not guilty, it will turn out that in fact you were on that order and therefore you are not allowed to have guns because having been on that order ever is enough. So the whole notion that you are innocent until proven guilty is going by the wayside. Um, people are asking like, what do I do if I get charged? It'll actually be, I'm going to have to start talking to clients and say, Hey, um, what would you rather do? Get your guns back maybe one day or, um, or get out of jail because it might actually make sense for people to just stay in custody to avoid being put on the bail order that would ban them from having guns. Wow. So like if guns are important for, you know, say your occupation, like, you know, in my case, um, I might choose to stay in jail if I was ever charged with an offense rather than, uh, but I mean, if they put a no contact condition while you're in custody, um, that you can't contact them from in custody, um, then that'll also have the same effect. So, um, yeah, it's just the charge itself. And in fact, having ever been charged. So if you think of how many people have ever been charged with offenses who still have firearms, that's lots. Um, but I mean, so, like you're like you're saying there, the option is you just stay in prison until you get your court case. Which I mean, those are those are happening pretty quickly right now, right? You get um, you know you get charged you know, like a year. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, oh, <laughs> not, not not that quick well, then. Not a not a weekend or anything, right? <laughs> well, and also, I mean, keep in mind that people get killed in custody, right? There is the, you know, and. Kind of ironically, you're more likely to get killed in custody if you are um, not uh, sort of a the usual criminal. Because um, um, as it turns out, you're probably less able to navigate the criminal sphere if that's you. And you're probably, you know, less scary. So somebody who's inclined to do violence is quite possibly inclined to do violence against the most vulnerable people in prison. And that typically means the guy who's there, you know, on some like minor stuff rather than the person who's in there on like, you know, three murders. You know, if you're, if you're thinking of who you want to pick a fight with, do you want to pick a fight with the guy who's, you know, a drug dealer who's got a gang at their back um, and, you know, is known on the streets to have killed several people? Or do you want to pick a fight with the guy who... Um, is probably a little terrified to be there and normally works as an accountant. You know, mm. if I had to choose which of those people I was going to tangle with, I'm going to fight the accountant every time. So, um, yep, that'll be yeah. fun. Uh, people might have to choose literally like, you know, it's, I suspect we'll see some charter arguments against this and whether it violates the right to be presumed, uh, innocent unless you've committed an offense uh, because I think it does mm -hmm. and I'm not the only one who thinks it does I can say that um, when I mentioned this to um, you know some lawyers who are anti like rabidly anti-gun they said oh that's not a problem that's there's no way that's going to be found to be constitutional <laughs> and I'm like well it is a problem because you never know there's always a chance and um, you know it's <laughs> 
it's concerning. Mm. So, um, and it does take a while for new laws to be, to, um, get a case, get the case to the appropriate level and then have those things found unconstitutional. Think of the oh, mandatory yeah. minimums that the conservatives put in. How long did those take to, to get overturned as, as unconstitutional 10 years? It took oh, a while. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, I mean, there's going to be a ton of people who are just, um, unable to, to bring that because it takes a tremendous amount of money to, uh, to bring that all the way up to the Supreme court, like a tremendous amount of money. And, most of us don't have a tremendous amount of money. Um, I don't know if I could on my own, uh, fund a case up to the Supreme court. Maybe. Um, Sounds and like I'm go, doing better than a lot of people. Of thing, right. Right. Get, get the GoFundMe yeah. going. Yep. I mean, um, I'm, I might be able to do it with, you know, a case I'm self repping, but, um, that seems like a dangerous game on that. Um, it's tough how we seem to have a government that is uh, sort of given the notion of these constitutional protections and decided that they don't matter. Um, his dad set up the charter and he's doing everything he can to tear it down. Hmm. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> well, it's, it's ironic, in, I guess. It's getting in the way of what he wants to do. Well, I mean, that's what it's for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, people are like, why do we have the charter? And it's like to actually limit these things. And um, mm -hmm. I mean, we see uh, the charter talk on on both sides. Like, I know a lot of people who are like, why? Why do people have a right to bail? It's like, well, because it's an important right. Um, it's uh, it's critical, in fact, because, you know, how do you how do you defend yourself if you're somebody like Ian Thompson? Uh, who was, um, if people aren't familiar with that one, because I guess it's been a few years now, but uh, he defended himself by firing a gun into the air, not even at anybody, when they were firebombing his house hmm. and specifically trying to kill him. Like, they weren't just like, oh, yeah, we're going to do some property damage. The point was that they wanted to kill Mr. Thompson. Uh, they were targeting the doors and windows to make it difficult to escape. Uh, they were going to burn him alive. And, you know, he managed to get out. He was a, uh, he was a pal holder. So, you know, he's got, um, he gets a revolver. He manages to load it. And, um, yeah, it's like, I feel like Ian Thompson should have been out pending trial. And he was, uh, because he's one of the least threatening people on the planet when it gets right down to it. Um, you know, I would not have any problem inviting Mr. Thompson over to like stay at my house. In fact, I feel like if somebody was going to firebomb it, he might be a good person to have over. But uh, <laughs> He's got some experience with that. <laughs> he's got some experience with that. But, um, you know, so anytime somebody says, oh, we need to, like, you know, dial back on rights, I go, mm, I'm not sure about that. But um, the the scale at which it's been happening is really concerning to me. Um, it's, um, there's been this huge shift in attitude towards it and in, um, uh, uh, and in how our governments deal with, with rights. Yeah. So, 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a, it has been a, a big change in, I guess that's been, that's been a change with voters too. Voters have, have uh, gone to a more authoritarian viewpoint of how they get things done. They've looked to the government to, uh, to fulfill more things for them, to do more things for them, to restrict more things for them. And, uh, and that's that the, the newer generation of voters are, are looking for that. So I guess that's uh, that's the kind of governments that we uh, we have to look forward to. Um, maybe not to take things too too philosophical. Um, anything else in this bill that you see as uh, as as problematic, or anything that got removed that was like a, a happy surprise? I, I mean, really, the airsoft was the happy surprise um, on removals. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was really our uh, the the big thing. And I know for a lot of our viewers, a lot of our viewers are going to say, "I don't care," <laughs> because although. Um, it also affected pellet guns, and I know that a lot of gun owners also own pellet guns. It would have banned just about every pellet gun. Yep. Uh, but um, I mean, there's really concerning stuff in here in so many ways because there's just, um, uh, for instance, if they revoke your firearms mm-hmm. license and you want to challenge it, you have to turn in every gun that you have to the government to Whoa. challenge. It. And then if you don't succeed. Those are lost. Not not that you have to like because right now, if they revoke your firearms license, you can like sell those, right? You can retain that money. It'll actually be that if you challenge it, those have to get forfeited if you lose, not sold anymore. Wow. So um, but if you don't challenge it, then you can sell them. Which creates a real strong disincentive to anybody who wants to uh you know, to uphold their rights on that. It sounds like um, a process, like a, a new process to me. Um, you sell all your guns to your buddy for a dollar and then you challenge it. <laughs> Except will they actually process your transfers? Because now you need to get approval for all of those transfers while you're pending this. I, I doubt it. Hmm. And um, a lot of people have guns right now that they can't transfer their buddy for a dollar. Hey, um, I've got a bunch Handguns. of handguns. Can I transfer yeah. those? Nope. Um, yep. So um, it's just going to be messed up because how do people, how do we say it's fair that there's this process to challenge it, but there's such a strong disincentive for exercising your legal rights? Hmm. Yeah. It's, um, it's really chaotic. And, um, I wish I could say I could see things going better, but, um, you know, right now there's, uh, you know, a court case ongoing, which I mean, I'm on the losing side of at this stage because I'm going to the court of King's bench where there's already binding precedent from somebody else that says that, uh, you know, that I'm going to lose on this one. So the only reason I'm fighting at this stage is to get it to hopefully the Supreme court at some point. Uh, but where they basically have said that they can uh, revoke, essentially, if this goes through, they'll be able to revoke people's firearm, you know, licenses and registrations and so forth, uh, without any judicial review whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's <clears throat> it's such a, a bad, you know, and it's largely in place because judges don't understand the firearms laws and they don't understand any of this and they don't. Um, it's a problem. Um, 
there's a limit to how critical I can be of the courts just because of my role as a lawyer. But um, hmm. I, I think that what's happened thus far in terms of all of this is um, um, like if they applied this to immigration law uh, or any other sort of area of law, it would they would see just how obvious it is that these uh, rules should not be imposed the way they are. Um, the way that they've sort of agreed to uh, to hold this up, but um, yeah, um, we'll have to see. I mean, I'm hoping that the uh, I'm hoping that we'll see uh, a government that, or a Supreme Court that'll say, uh, no, this this doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. But uh, or a change in <laughs> political party. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the change in political party, they'd have to um, uh, they would have to actually amend the law as well. And unless we see a conservative majority, uh, don't expect that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you there. That's uh, that's the only way that this makes sense. So um, look in your gun safe, see how much that's worth and uh, consider making a donation to the, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of any political party, but I'm probably donating to the CPC this time just because um, we're <laughs> we're in a bad spot here, and I think it affects more than just guns. the uh, The rationale that they're trying to impose here is uh, is awful. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Sorry, I've been I've been talking most of this time with with Ian uh, Kelly El Jefe Mo. Any uh, any comments questions? Not really. I'm, I'm, I'm most of all the troubling stuff. I'm most concerned about the the committee and handpicking. Obviously, the antis. There's no chance we would get pro gun uh, folks on that committee. Correct. Oh yeah. I mean, you can see that. Like, hey, who might be a good choice? Oh, you know, somebody like me or Mister Burlew. Although I suspect both of us would tell them that you know that uh, you know we're probably philosophically the wrong, you know, not super inclined, but they're not likely to listen to or to get any of these kinds of voices. What they'll do is they'll pick some sort of friendly pet voices. Hmm. Um, They're going to pick some groups that they, um, you know, suspect will be, you know, friendly to them. They'll pick like, um, you know, some hunters and anglers groups that'll say, oh, well, we don't use these kinds of guns for hunting. Um, there's not going to be anybody from like three gun or anything like that. Um, that's, um, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry for such a, a, a downer, but, uh, yeah, that's kind of, kind of where things are going. Yeah. Adam had mentioned that it's setting precedent for, uh, private property to be banned or confiscated by the government at any time they want for any reason, because, uh, they don't really have a great reason to, to ban ARs, uh, for example, because uh, they don't really get used in crimes in Canada, nevertheless, mass shootings and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, no, no burden know. of evidence. And mm-hmm. like, I don't think I've ever actually seen an AR in the hands of uh, a criminal. Um, Not in like, Canada, you know, a drug dealer or whatever. I've seen. Uh, I saw one where they were like, "Hey, we think this guy's got an AR." And they searched the guy's house, and it turned out to be an airsoft. Hmm. And it was like, mm, you know what? If the guy 
you know, decides to shoot up my house with an airsoft AR-15, I'm feeling okay about that. Overall, I think society is not doing too bad there because, um, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll survive. <laughs> Maybe that's, is, is that what the AR and AR-15 stands for? Airsoft rifle? <laughs> <laughs> Another definition. We should try to convince people of that because uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually it started as an airsoft rifle. They just decided to make it a real thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they like the look of it. <laughs> uh, awesome. Uh, any other comments or anything else you wanted to mention, uh, Ian? Well, it's um, you sort of talked about like whether or not they'll, uh, you know, this will get stalled in the summer. Um, if it does, yeah. and there's so far, there's no funny. indication there's no indication that they're stalling it at all. Um, I initially had thought that they might because some, the liberal party loves to use gun control as their wedge issue. Um, specifically because right now they recognize that they're weak on a bunch of other issues. Um, like, you know, housing, economic stuff, all of this kind of thing. There's all sorts of, you know, people have concerns and, um, the liberals aren't pulling great on them ethics um but uh you know china so um we what we see is them saying well you know the guns are scary uh i think that what they've decided is basically that they're going to put you know hammer this through and then run on the issue of well the conservatives will undo it if mm -hmm. uh, if they're elected because uh, they've realized that they don't even need to hold the uh, the threat over people's heads anymore. They can just hold the threat of somebody disagrees with something that's already been done. And um, correct. So I don't think they're going to stall it at all at this stage. Um, more is the pity, unfortunately. For sure. Yeah. Any other comments? From How like? Else? Can you hear me? Yeah. Go ahead. Yep. Okay. So. Uh, the one other question I had was you did mention that OIC, um, maybe for the magazines, et cetera, but challenge, charter challenge, because it is property. So, so was the OIC from that was just actually heard in court. Um, but this is property, property rights. rights how like property rights come into the charter in section not existent. Um, there just exactly. really isn't, you know, there really isn't a charter right to property. So, um, what constitutional see is, though, I mean, constitutional challenge specific to guilty before, but that was the same thing. You that may we see challenges on, you may see challenges on specific sections to mm -hmm. say like this section violates whatever. Um, but for a lot of it, it's just going to be, uh, unfortunately, I don't think that there's actually going to be that, you know, that issue. So. Um, as much as I'd love to say otherwise, I think that we're stuck on a bunch of that, uh, those elements. Okay. Excellent. No. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> not excellent. <laughs> Opposite of excellent. <laughs> excellent. No, it's not. Damn it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is no. uh, the exact opposite of excellent. Unfortunately, things are, uh, you know, quite depressing in that sense and people are like hey did you buy any new guns and i'm like you know no. i suspect that any new gun i say i bought they're gonna ban because i know mm -hmm. at this point i know that i'm on their radar 
Um, uh, what's his Blake Brown did a, an entire sort of hit run at me, which was uh, kind of funny at how badly it went. Uh, but um, Polytechnique, uh, like uh, as soon as that went up, Polytechnique uh, echoed it like they were retweeting that. And it was like the instant it went up. So that felt a little coordinated, hmm. which suggests to me that they, um, you know, I'm wondering if they talked and decided that they were going to take a run at me. Um, I don't think it yeah. went how they planned it, but um, it's just, um, I suspect I'm enough on their radar that uh, if I say, hey, I just got this new gun and I'm having a lot of fun with it, they'll be like, oh, we're going to add that. Um, mm hmm. Maybe I should pick something well, like really ridiculous and just be like minigun, you know, yeah. or just something that doesn't exist, like a gun that just doesn't. Like I'll I'll go out with a gun I've got and then just call it something that doesn't exist and see if it um, see if it ends up on their ban list. Excellent, the buttmaster. Uh, I was going to say it's the buttmaster all over again. The, the buttmaster. At least one of them exists. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. um. But there's some other fun things I might do with this law. Um, if they do put in mag bans, I have some ideas for how to make that go really sideways. Um, mm. So, uh, and I don't want to talk about them on stream because um, nope. then they might adapt the law to make that, um, you know, not as much of a concern. Whereas I kind of think this is a time to have fun. So um, we'll mm. just see what, uh, you know, what they do on that. So, <laughs> Um, hmm. I guess your move, Trudeau. We'll see if you can uh, outsmart my uh, my plans to make your law look really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, we're uh, we're looking forward to that, Ian. Uh, not looking forward to C twenty one, but looking forward to seeing uh, how you're going to mess with it in the future. Um, <laughs> for anyone who's uh, who's listening in, you can find Ian at uh, Runklow the Bailey on YouTube. Uh, where else can they find find you, Ian? Uh, I'm also on, uh, I think I'm on Rumble, so uh, a lot of my stuff is mirrored there. I'm on Locals, um, so if you get a Locals membership, you can watch stuff without ads, which, um, you know, a lot of people prefer. Um, a lot of people not a fan of YouTube these days, so mm -hmm. um, that's another option. Um, I just sort of, wherever I can put up content, I guess, is, uh, but... Uh, I'm also on Roll of Law if you're more interested in D&D uh, &D geek stuff. That's kind of my funsies channel. So um, if you're looking for something that's not depressing, that's where you'll find it. Not depressing. Well, sadly, all of the yeah. gun stuff is depressing these days. So Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, people are sometimes like, why don't you ever have any good news? I'm like, why don't our politicians ever have any good news? <laughs> <laughs> there is none. <laughs> Awesome. Well, yeah. we're uh, we're looking forward to hearing how you mess with uh, with the magazines and everything else, and uh, and very much uh, appreciative of the uh, content you're putting out on YouTube or on your YouTube channel just to help uh, add some clarity to some of the very tough laws and interpretations of those laws that uh, that we have in front of us. Well, and yeah. I think it's especially important uh, right now because um, our government is not being super honest about what's in there. Um, so we're seeing things like where they're saying like, oh yeah, this is, you know, this won't affect, you know, this particular gun that is specifically mentioned by name. It's like, yeah, well, um, 
So yeah. I don't know if they're being dishonest or if they just don't understand their own legislation, but um, yeah. Call me, call me. Yeah, I guess uh, it's hard to sort out the uh, incompetence versus malice on this particular uh, particular group. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, Ian, thanks again for coming on the show and, uh, and helping us out to uh, navigate this bill and uh, hope to see you on again very, very soon. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Ian. Thanks again to Ian for coming on and letting us know all about uh, C21 and some of the changes that are coming with that. Why don't we get into listener feedback? Uh, first, we got Facebook. Uh, yeah, Mike was just mentioning that Spur scope mounts are like 400 bucks without extras like bubble levels and red dot mounts. So mm-hmm. I guess that makes that uh, scope switch a, a bargain, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else that we're missing on the Facebook accuracy by volume high point? How explody was the piston on the WK? It, it hasn't exploded yet, uh, but I will show you something. Uh, show us. This is the piston return spring that uh, that came with it. Uh, that's had f- thousands of rounds to it. Keep in mind, but it is uh, it is broken. The original piston's in there, though, and that thing has a few thousand rounds in it. Uh, they did send me another one just in case, but haven't needed it yet. Yet. Uh, any other interesting Facebook? Who's on first? What's on second? <laughs> no. uh, Richard just posted, and I think we got an email about it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saying that Nova Tactical posted the following regarding uh, Nova Scotia CFO and ATTs for restricted firearms in light of the wildfires. They're also offering storage to anyone who needs it. See their Facebook for info. We have confirmed that the Nova Scotia Chief Firearms Office uh, have been notified that the requirements to obtain an ATT for transportation of restricted firearms have been waived. We will yep. help instruct anyone dropping off firearm restricted firearms. Hmm. Oh. It's good of them to do that. Really? Yeah. 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 It's uh, proactive. Yeah. All right. Let's get on to the emails. Mo, you're about as close to this uh, writer in as, uh, as the rest of us. So why don't you read this first one here? Sure. It's a long one, so I'm going to read it at one and a half times speed for people listening at that speed. Ready? Okay. Ready. Okay. <laughs> letter, <laughs> letter to the editor-in-chief. So, ordered a Lockhart tactical when they were announced and a Frosty on us. And Frosty on Slamfire Radio said he would not order a firearm from a startup company. Well, the wheels started to turn. Paid in full, no communication, no confirmation, and no return email. Oh, shit. There goes my money. Then they announced 223 version. Take my money, wait another year, and they finally ship. Open the box. They kind of look like my old federal liberal prohibited tier maker legal rifle. I miss my AR-15. The pins that hold the lock card together are, are an interesting way to do it. Switching between caliber is not a painless endeavor. The best way I found was using a large chamber flag of plastic. Uh, the same size of a PI, a PI pin seems to work the best. Um, so the firearm came in a 9mm configuration, took the gun out and checked it, loaded a mag Pull, pulled the trigger and bang, pulled the trigger again and click, failed to chamber around, tap rack and failed to load again. The 9 miller was cockeyed on the ramp, pulled the mag dump, 
the round put back in, in a chamber and round and bang another failure to feed back to the table after making the rifle safe clean oil and check the functionality back to the line load a mag and bang and still failure to feed well let's try a different thing went from a glock to not sure uh, mag then cycled five rounds till failure to feed well the only thing left is to buffer tube to well, the only thing left is the buffer tube too strong and not cycling all the way back. Maybe a listener could write in and give me uh, other ideas to check and fix this issue. So I took the 9mm upper and threw it in the box of box of the truck and put it on a 223 version. Went to the line of fire, pointed the Lockhart tactical and with one hand and face pointed away from the farm. I pulled the trigger, bang, and it didn't blow up. We were off to a good start. Till the till, pull the tri uh, trigger pin and nothing. Failure to feed. Fudge. Make safe. Go to the table. Take apart and clean and oil. Try again and at the firearm line. Fire and fudge. Unload. Clear back to the table. This is getting frustrating. My area would would do this if just ran, and ran well. So take the handgun art guard off find the right allen key open the gas port off the gas block now i'm too pissed to pull the handguard back on back to the line and bang bang now i'm smiling well now it functions and when the payment comes through from from selling my kidneys i'll buy an optic for this gun and test the accuracy thanks uh this email was composed by siri and was not proofread to make sense <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm so glad to read that because i was thinking of my reading comprehension was very <laughs> failing badly. P.S. No. Yes, great job on the 500th episode. What an accomplishment. It was great to hear from uh, us, Kurt. From former host? Read as it's written. <laughs> oh, nay. <laughs> from us, current host. Here's the 500 more. Hip, hip, hooray. I sign off. Good night, Kelly. <laughs> Good night. Wow. Everyone should know who that is. Yes. Just by the spelling. <laughs> Even the series spelling. <laughs> Thank you, anyways, though. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Kyle, I it feel like good. you're not. Sorry, I was, I was just going to say it really was good to hear from everybody, all the past hosts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was great. And I did like to hear about that Lockhart Tactical because uh, it has one of the more promising designs. Just the fact that it's got a DI upper. Tony is now saying on YouTube, the Raven has really got mixed reviews of the BTSA. The first few offline do well, but I've heard horror stories too. Yeah. And I've seen those too. I've seen those too. It's frustrating because it's it's got a very promising design, but uh, to, to shoot competition with it. It needs to be reliable, right? You can't yeah. have a gun that fails you on you. Mm -hmm. no. Kyle, did you want to take this one from uh, Tony? Sure. Good evening, Slamfire crew. It's Tony again with an update on his Steel Challenge journey with his Caltech Sub 2000. I think I will call myself the long email Tony from now on. Last Sunday, I was able to improve my Steel Challenge game significantly despite the sun and heat. Shooting into B-class in five out of the eight stages. And I was very happy with my Smoke and Hope score of 68%, up from 56% last time. But, unfortunately, the final score for all eight stages adds 
up to an eye-watering 59.93%. So close, but 0.07% too slow for B-class. I'm sure I'll have my B certification in the near future. Maybe at the Steel Challenge Nationals. Uh, plug, if you're interested, please come and join us at the BTSA range on July 22nd and 23rd for the Canadian National Steel Challenge Championship. Registration on practice score and registration closes July 7th. Regarding my sub-2000 rig, somehow it worked flawlessly for approximately 1,500 rounds in a row. If Adriel still has the high point when he visits BTSA for Maple Seed, we can have a plastic PCC PPCC shootout. I'm running the Vortex Spark 2 Red Dot. Good optic overall at a very affordable price. But the dot is not bright enough for the sunny summer days in Alberta, especially when mounted forward. In my case, right below the support hand. Below the support hand. Hmm. Weird. I mean, you could, you could, but like that Spark 2 red dot, like why, why aren't you running a, a $1,600 optic on your, uh, on your PC? That's what I'm running on my high point. You should be at least be running a $2,000 optic on your uh, sub 2000, right? Yeah. Uh, I've added the Magpul RVG vertical grip to my sub 2K. Allows me to have a better C-clamp grip on the relatively short handguard. I think it helped me race the gun a bit harder and faster, but you do sacrifice the portability of the sub 2K when folded. For reference, I am running a full fleet of Magpul PMAG 10 GL9s, native 10 round Glock magazines. They work great. Thoughts on the High Point 995? I think the Grantham video on the 955 is a dark cloud overhead that will never dissipate. It can be a reliable firearm, and I've heard you get amazing customer service from the high point from high point in the U.S. In Canada, the perspective changes by a lot. You are limited to five rounds on top of already of the already quite restrictive ten rounds that it was designed for. You may often run into a nice reload situation when shooting Steel Challenge. Are high point pistols not sold in Canada? I thought they used the same magazines. Uh, no, they're sold in Canada. I thought it was different magazines. Yeah, What's that? They are. Nobody wants to buy yeah. them. No. Yeah, yeah, they're here. <laughs> 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 yeah. And I've heard the customer service is nowhere close to the U.S. counterpart. In my opinion, it is a great firearm for prepping. It is cheap and you can bury it somewhere. But that philosophy isn't quite valid or legal in Canada. A Ruger PCC or PC carbine or the Keltec Sub 2K, in my opinion, are superior options in Canada at additional cost. Maybe the Ruger American Ranch and 7.62x39 would be more suited if you were looking for a farm rifle that shoots cheap ammo. That's the full article for today. Don't forget to join the Slamfire Radio Discord channel. P.S. Hey, Adriel, BTSA Maple Seed registration open when? Best regards, Tony of Calgary. Uh, I should probably uh, send in that paperwork that I have to. Open that this open weekend? Event. Yeah. The event's Isn't in it September, Tony that so you like, send it to? Over, over. <laughs> what? 
forgot. Thank you, Mo. (laughs) Uh, I have yet to um, send the paperwork over to them. Oh, I've I've got a signed hosting agreement, but I need to sign the BTSA stuff. Once I do that, I will open the registration over. Under. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, all right, let's get on to uh, YouTube comments. Kyle, you got these? I do. All right, fantastic. Uh, we've got Eddie read Roswell and probing. It reminds me of an episode of The Simpsons. Homer, <laughs> oh no, aliens. Well, I suppose you want to probe me. Might as well get it over with. Turns around and drops pants. Kang, stop. And his tentacles twi- quiver. We've reached the limits of what rectal probing can teach us. <laughs> That's a good one. And then some Mo guy commented uh, saying, I would have messed up that swapping names intro. Last week. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, we'll do those when they come in. Discord. Yeah. Uh, go sign up for the Sunfire Radio Discord. We'll point you to the better Discord. But then you can also talk to us about our Discord yeah. stuff and uh, what we did in guns and, and all that kind of stuff. The link's just, in the chat. I'm just using Discord right now to convince my youngest to come to the Steel Challenge and shoot his 1911-22. Because he's good yes. at it. He can run it. He can run that thing. Uh, we will do what people bought on our Cabela's link, uh, next week. Uh, if you haven't heard, if we've got a link to Cabela's on signfireradio.com. If you want to buy something from them, go click on that first and then buy your thing. And we'll get like, I don't know, a percent back or something like that to through no cost to you. Uh, thanks to our supporters on Patreon and player. Uh, if you'd like to help support us, head on over there and uh, sign up. If you'd like to email the show and have us uh, butcher your email mm. or you could butcher your email, pre-butcher it and then send it to us and then we'll butcher it some more when we read it. Butcher, uh, the, butchering. You, butcher the butchering. Send your email to slamfryradio at gmail.com. Shout out to recommendations. I'd like to shout out the Roswell crew for another fun matchup there. Okay. Any from Mo? Over. Kelly? over yes <laughs> so i'd like to give a huge shout out to the johnsons uh that's Corey a johnson as well as Cass. they are parents for the first time this past weekend so that means the jim johnson the johnson ranch here that we're going to be going to uh the johnsons are grandparents so it's awesome anybody knows the johnsons it's an ontario thing not necessarily. Okay. I have a Johnson out here now. Mine yeah, he's St. Albert. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but he just became a father on Sunday, so. Uh, he's probably not going to go to very many Maple Seeds. Yeah, no, he's no. not. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. You're... Damn it. So, yep. Just a shout out to them. And then also to. Eh, whatever. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> Mo, was that an over? Uh, over, yeah, over. <laughs> over. Uh, my shout out is to all, all, all the ranges putting on National Range Day this weekend, and uh, uh, for all of us, get out there and uh, enjoy. That's perfect. Uh, 
I don't know if this is a recommendation. Okay, so I've been watching uh, YouTube and a bunch of American gun tubers have started reviewing the Crew Arms Temp 556. This is the Crusader Arms Templar 556 that we know in Canada. That's a, a 180 variant. Uh, they yeah. changed your name because of uh, copyright, but a bunch of big gun tubers have started reviewing this. Um, I think I saw Administrative Results reviewed it. Uh, Such uh, Double O reviewed it. I don't really like the reviews so far. Like I don't like the the what what they're reviewing. Uh, none of them have used a a, tr a a trigger pull gauge or anything to figure out like how much this thing weighs. A um, couple of things they've noted is like the, the weight's high. These things are made, now made in the U.S. Uh, as well. Did you guys know that? No. Yeah. So it, it uses an ACR style stock. Not an ACR stock, but ACR style. Um, it, uh, I'm trying to think of some. Well, it's a 180 platform, um, which I don't think like most of the American gun tumors are used to because why would they? Was well, just you can use an AR. They're pretty expensive in the US. They're, uh, you know, two to three grand. And yeah, I don't, uh, I don't think that, like most of them, most of their reviews, like they're, they're not very good at the disassembly. It, they look kind of rushed. I'm not sure. Yeah, not sure. Not sure uh, about the reviews. It looks like they're just doing like a mail out a bunch of free guns and uh, and try to get some reviews on mm. it, uh, kind of a thing. Food for thought. I don't know if that's a. It's just something I noticed. Um. Finally, join our Discord server. Watch us on Facebook, YouTube, and Player. Join the CCFR, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Good night. Over. Over. <laughs> So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun. Hello and welcome to Slamfire Radio. Do you think because the, the, he oh, the delay, the delay. <laughs> the federal government delay. Are you on like federal government internet over there yeah that is correct you have to go through a check to make sure you don't say anything naughty I don't know. Uh, yes <laughs> five second delay five Bleep. second delay <laughs> 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 uh, hello this is i was going 509 oh. <laughs> now if you're interrupting me like right when i first started okay that'd be fine Oh, Ian, uh, Richard says use over at the end of each sen sentence. Over. Over. <laughs> <laughs> over. Over? Okay. Does that mean that I can start? Over. No. No. <laughs> I didn't know what it You're is. Supposed like to say my... over. Oh. Over. <laughs> is this a vaudeville act? What's happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the train wreck in. I don't take In direction action. well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think it's direction. I think it's mostly just a delay. But uh, 